This is a homebrew podcast. Welcome back to the homebrew, ladies and gentle folk. I'm the DM, Grant Milky, and I'm here with Austin Brady. Zaldwin, the lost astronaut. Cody Smith. Carl Kaus, intergalactic radio host. John Cayley. Nivitz Pozu. And Tyrell Nye. Heavy Arms Oliver. If you missed the last session, which feels like a long time ago, apologize about that extra week wait. Adulthood got in our way. The crew and Agatha Hawk defeated a pack of cyborg wolves and then charmed their robotic beastmaster to gain entry to the ship they discovered under the cloaking field, the Lavender. There, they found Jaden, who is the only surviving member of his group, and Agatha's quarry, Rayburn, who is traveling under the brilliant alias Raymond. Agatha arrested Rayburn and headed off to repair the skiff and get back to Prosperity Bay. Jaden showed Nivitz one of his father's journals, which documented his discovery and travel to the ruins here also referenced them as a waypoint, insinuating he had traveled here from another lost ruin. Carl went to work on the Lathander's loading bay doors and was able to open them after about an hour. And after that, the crew descended into the ruins and was confronted with a near immaculate, seemingly untouched lost ruin. They worked through the ruins puzzles and were able to get to the lowest level where Jaden helped the group unlock a console. After being shown some imagery, which Carl recorded with his cybernetic implants and a map which showed the next waypoint on the dead Terran homeworld. The group was hit with a wave of empowering energy and a dualistic being, angelic on one side and demonic on the other, attacked them and destroyed the console. Let's get right into it and roll initiative. I got a 17. I clicked my character right to be able to roll that. Yeah. 24. For Oliver. God, you sound good, Tuesday. <laughs> that is a nine for Zeldwin. Great. Jaden got an 18. And Nibbits has an eight. <laughs> Oliver, after a blood curdling scream, this angelic creature, as you see it, releases a, a blinding flash of light and slams down on the console, destroying it, and then whirls to face you. Oh, hello. So you are starting your turn. In her light, you need to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. <clears throat> when a creature starts to turn in Abigail's light, it regains it gain regains it regains yeah. two HP. <laughs> regains okay. gains. Gains gains. Okay. <clears throat> it gains. So you heal for two HP. You're already at full since you just leveled. Absolutely, you're able to shield yourself from her light, and you are not blinded. Very good. So okay. So I'm gonna place my self between her and the little tiny man and i'm gonna attack it i'm gonna attack with so that's a 21 to hit and a 14 to hit the first attack hits and she's able to block your second blow with her sword her great sword also glowing with angelic light jaden also imbued with this new power oliver you feel stronger, better, faster in every way after that blue light from the console has enveloped you. Uh, Even just as you throw your punches, you just feel, uh, you you feel empowered by this light, as does Jaden, who runs up. Question. 
do I feel as if my um, do I feel like do I still feel high or do I feel as if my high is gone? Ooh. You are still under the influence of your uh, of the wake that you took. Yes. Good question, though. All right. So, yeah, I forgot. You're going to be awake for a while. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. It's still day one. It feels like we've been doing this for a while, but this is still, I mean, this is hours after that encounter. What a day, folks. What a, what day. a day. Yeah. Uh, Jaden is going to cast Bless, and he is going to um, use it on the three people closest to him. So that's going to be Carl, Oliver, and Zalduin, we'll say. And uh, you get to add an extra D4 when you make a uh, attack roll or a saving throw. Nice. And as a bonus action, he reaches out to you, Oliver, a little nervously. He has picked up that you don't particularly care for him. And he says, <laughs> I, I can help. Let me help. And he looks like he wants to touch you. Okay. Uh, Oliver isn't going to recoil in any way, I don't think. He places his hand on one of your metallic arms and imbues you with shield of faith. You see a glimmering field just barely start to surround you. We got a healer in the group, boys. <laughs> and Carl, you need to make a constitution saving throw at the start of your turn. So does Jaden. Not that it would affect... I'm going to see if he's blinded, even though... I botched. I rolled a one. Jaden saves. You are blinded, Carl. I'm going to retreat, kind of back up, I'm going to disengage. Okay. And uh, back up 30 feet. Get him, Oliver! <laughs> she swings with her sword at you, but due to the disengage action, you're able to negate that. I get behind Nivitz back here. Great. <clears throat> Zaldwin, constitution saving throw. You meet the DC and are not blinded. Oh, um, right. Carl, well, no, you, you botched, so it doesn't matter with Bless. <laughs> Not at my table. Roll Not one. at my table. No fun. <laughs> uh, uh, the uh, energy blades are going to drop out of Zaldwin's sleeves, uh, and he's going to ignite them, and radiation is going to start leaking out of those vents uh, in his hands, and he's going to strike with the irradiated blade. Uh, that's a 24 to hit, uh, and that will be a total of 15 damage. Oof. Night. Absolutely and takes that strike. And then with my brand new fancy footwork, uh, I'm going to back up and not pro provoke an attack of opportunity. And my boy Hermes is going to fly by. Uh, and as he's flying by, he's going to cast. Uh, let's go with Firebolt. It's an 18 to hit. And Hermes will need to make a constitution action. saving throw before he does that. Oh, I did not know he could be blind. I just decided that he could moments ago. <laughs> if anything, Hermes is blinded, so that attack is going to be with disadvantage. It does not matter. And still, the fire scorches her. I would say if anything, a robot, if like the rules, I guess, of like lenses apply to like their eyes, which is what I would like from what I know in real life, a camera yeah. lens is more sensitive to, say, flashbangs and things like that than even a human eye is. So, True. depending on, yeah. I guess, on the, on, the, on the level of the glass that is used, right? True. Sure. Fun things to think about. <clears throat> Nivets, make a constitution saving throw. You got this, little buddy. No, you don't. 
Sorry. Well, <laughs> he can add the d4 from Bless. Oh, yeah. Nope. Bless was not on him. Oh. So you are oh. blinded, Nivets. Fire randomly and indiscriminately across the room. <laughs> hmm. Well, uh, my eyes, they burn. Just gonna <laughs> shoot the uh, right <laughs> off in front of me. Hopefully I don't hit my teammates. Sorry, y'all. And Nivitz is going to cast a spell. Why Are you going to shoot me this? right in the butt? Is that what's <laughs> Maybe. All right. Now cast this. I'm going to cast... Now that's a mouthful. Agonazar's Scorcher. Okay. And Nivitz is going to cast a line of roaring flames directly in front of him. Towards where he last remembers the entity being. 30 feet long, 5 feet wide, and it just emanates out in front of him. And each creature in front of me must make a dex throw. Dex saving throw. Alright, that includes you, Oliver. Yay! What's your spell DC, Zaldwin? Or... Yes, Zaldwin, what is your spell DC? Uh, 8 plus <laughs> my proficiency bonus, so that's 10, and then my intelligence, so wait, what is my... Ten? Oh, wait, there it is. Hold on. That was a dex... popped up on the wrong thingy. There we it's go. a dex save, yep. There we go! Boom! It was X, excuse me. I'll cancel all these, because I clip kept clicking that, clicking that. It doesn't show your DC, so uh, Oliver, also add your bless to that. Okay. I'll relook it up. I think it's four, so 14? No, 13. With a 12, Oliver has failed that save, so go ahead and roll your 3d8 fire damage. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Please don't do max damage. <laughs> My bad. No, this is exactly uh, how wizards should be played. If you're standing in front of a wizard, it's your own damn problem. <laughs> now I gotta remember how to roll things. There, right, I'll just click this for a second. You can do double brackets, or you can, yep, that works too. 19 damage to Oliver. Oh, holy shit. And <laughs> uh, the angelic being is going to take nine damage from that. It does look like she was able to partially get out of the way of that attack. She dodged to the side. Any movement, Nivets? I'm going to take a small step backwards after casting my spell. <laughs> and rub my eyes because they fucking hurt! <laughs> the, last health potion. the health potion is a d4 plus 4, right? Uh, if I recall correctly. So as a reaction to him hitting me in the ass with a bunch of fire, uh, my stim plants pop out and hit me in the throat. Okay. Healing me for 8 and you are down to one stim plant, I believe. Yep. All right. She is going to rush forward around Oliver, taking an attack of opportunity from Jaden. Swings with his baton and hits her. And she is going to go after this blinded mage who just did a significantly powerful spell in her direction. She is going to strike at you with her sword with advantage since you are blinded. For seven damage. And yes, Zaldun, the way that she moved, Zaldun would get an attack of opportunity as well. Does Oliver? Oliver no. does not because she, she moved around. She kind of danced around Oliver. And the way that oh. uh, we're set up, Zaldun has taken a step back. So she did enter his threat area and she left Jaden and his threat area. So reactions from yeah. both y'all if you'd like to take them. Yeah, she, she also takes 1d8 thunder damage because she moved from my uh, my irradiated sword strike. Oh, uh, cool. So, yeah, nice. so she takes seven more damage, and I get to thwap her with my blade. Nice. 
That's for 20 cool. work. Uh, it, it misses, but it's 20 damage. Uh, I rolled a 10, but yeah, that there is no damage that happens there. Now, I don't think you can add sneak attacks to attacks of opportunity for future reference. Uh, okay. And Nivet uh, has taken a sword strike, and Oliver... You are now facing the demonic side of this creature. You see it is the same visage. However, her hair is scraggly and has burns and is hanging down over her. She has a crazy look in her eyes. She wields a metallic chain and her wings are skeletal when you look at her from this side. And she screams in just complete agony as she strikes at you with her chain for six damage and you are grappled since she hit on your turn. If you choose to, you can escape that um, You can escape that grapple with a strength or acrobatics check of 14. And what does grapple do precisely to the player? Uh, your speed is zero. Yeah. And that's it. Yep, grapple is not that bad. Oh, well, I got nowhere to go. So um, I'm right where I would like to be. So I'm going to open up. Well, uh, since you started the turn in her darkness, you need to make yes. a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom? What? Well, at least it's not intelligence. Okay. Oh, no. With that being a DC 14, you will take four damage. You can use your last reaction if you would like to. You are blessed, but it is uh, a D4, so he will not be able to pass that. I activate this mode as a free action if you choose not to immediately act uh this mode is all in i drop below five health i can go into all in mode i gain one temporary hit point one additional attack what's one it's not one i think it might be a roll 1d10 1d10 plus level plus level well you're level three so one plus three so okay. you get four so temp four HP. Four health, one additional attack whenever I take the attack action on my turn, and minus five to hit and plus ten to damage. I lose my temp HT once I temp HP once I leave this mode. So can you RP? Because I mean that attack would have taken you down if you had not exited this mode. So kind of RP how this works. Yeah, so darkness lashes out of the demonic side of this crazy lady and smashes in to heavy arms. Oliver seems to like slump he begins to slump and just as he begins to slump down um as if to just just uh fall unconscious uh whirring grinding and sparks start to fly out of his arms and his stim chargers little stim pokers come out and seem to poke into his throat though they don't inject any type of liquid this time um his eyes open wide and as his arms wind up uh, crazily, he um, more feral and wild-eyed than, than before uh, dives at this angel creature. Perfect. It is yeah. conveniently your turn. Right. Well, um, I guess you started that save up with your turn. Yeah. Um, I am going to, as a bonus action, use this, um, giving me advantage on all my attacks for the rest of the turn, giving me five uh, temporary HP to the end of this turn, and um, I'm going to attack. Sorry, I'm just uh, reading, making sure that I'm not missing anything. So I have minus five to hit. I have advantage, but I do have minus five to hit. You also have a bless. So, yeah, you might need bless on that second roll. Uh, well, it's not, oh. I don't think it's calculating the minus five. So roll yeah, yeah. three blesses oh. and then uh, <laughs> we'll do the math. Let's yeah. see, one off of each, or does it only work once? So it's, uh, this ends up as a 
the 22 ends up as a, a 22 still, right? A six. Um, well, your roll had a plus four. Bless is just a 1d4. So you rolled a two. Oh, yeah, so it's minus hard. five plus two. That hits. The first attack hits. The second attack is 18 minus five plus three. So the second attack just barely hits. You're able to get in there and she just hardly misses uh, knocking your hand away. The third attack hits also. All three attacks hit. So that's 16, 16, and 20. Yeah, 16, 16, and 20. Plus damage. 10 damage to each strike. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, he, uh, Oliver rears up wild eyed and just no holding back, grinding and crunching of his arms as he just slams with every ounce of strength he has, just blasting into this demon thing, just roar of anger coming out of him. She is, that side of her, Oliver, is looking pretty beat up. And Oliver is also very confused how there are two sides. <laughs> He's not understanding. <laughs> Duality is lost on Oliver. <laughs> it makes him mad. <laughs> uh, Jaden steps up, sees you uh, taking this, this damage uh, and strikes with her with his baton. Who are you? Why are you doing this? And you can see that the darkness is affecting Jaden, but he is able to push forward, takes a strike at her, and then says, uh, stay, stay strong, and heals you for five HP, Oliver. Okay. Do, do, you, do you like me yet? Am I doing good? Carl, make a constitution saving throw of DC 12. I rolled a nine, so I failed. <coughs> you are blessed. And that has the potential to take you up to the save. Oh, it however do. does not. So you are blinded. You have disadvantage on attack. But you can hear in front of you. Um, you yeah. know where she was. So you can attack. It's just going to be a disadvantage. Mm. I thought I had a plan, but it doesn't work exactly the way I thought it did. Mm. I am going to just shoot wildly while blinded. I'm going to run to the side here <laughs> to get near this big pile of junk that I knew was there. Okay. And then I'm going to just shoot wildly. It looks like I missed. I rolled a seven. Oliver, you uh, you get your fist up in time to see Carl just <laughs> aiming a little bit south of where he should, and you're able to block that shot with your steel arm. Uh, Zaldwin, because of where you are standing, I'll let you pick if you want to make a wisdom or a constitution saving throw, since you can, within your five-foot square, step into her light or her darkness. Oh, okay. I was assuming it was going to be a constitution. I, I rolled constitution already, because I was anticipating that, so I'll stick with that. That is a five. So I do not believe that I hit. Yeah, or I do not did. believe that I am sighted. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> But I do gain three hit points. Oh, I'm at max hit points. Um, I think I'll risk it for the biscuit. I think Zeldwin's going to move in and kind of dancerly-like swing at the lady. Uh, That is a 17 to hit with my disadvantage. Oof. And that is a total of 16 damage, and she is coated in this this irradiated energy. Uh, and then I am going to dance back out. Um, is Hermes still, like, being 15 feet away? Is he still 
He needs to make a wisdom tough. saving throw. He is currently in her darkness. That is a eight. <laughs> so I don't believe he takes three see. damage. You see some of the blacky ink from the darkness behind her start to creep up over his metallic body. And he groans R2-D2 sad noises. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think what Hermes is going to do is he is going to... I think Hermes, since Hermes is blinded, uh, what makes sense is that he's just going to cast light. <laughs> Robot logic. Yeah. And that ends our turn. Where does he cast light? On himself? I think so, yeah. It does not work. The spell fizzles. Oh. Nivets make a constitution saving throw. Amazing. Do I also gain the three HP? You also make, you also gain the HP, yes. Two HP. Oh, okay, so it's per, it's different each time. It is on your turn, yep. No, that puts me lower than what I had. One uh, HP is important when you're a wizard. <laughs> I'm with you. Especially with me. <laughs> All right, so let's cast, let's do that con save. Whew. You guys need to work on your constitution. Well, Nivis is going to back up. You will take an attack of opportunity if you do that, and it will be with advantage since you are blinded. Are you sure? Can I five foot step, or is that not a thing in 5e anymore? That is not a thing in 5th edition. I'm going to run away. So you take seven damage as she flashes at you with her greatsword. Oh, this... What the fuck is hitting me? Nivis cries <laughs> out before he pushes a small oh shit button on a ring, and a second Nivitz appears in front of him as he's running away. And that one... Is that Nivitz? also blinded or is he a perfectly not blinded is that nivets also blinded no i will say that conditions are not passed to your clone unless they're hereditary <laughs> but does this also count as it starting its turn in the blinded the, the, the light sorry also oh, yes God. so make another constitution saving throw <laughs> i'm hurting myself guys you just jerned yourself yeah ah but it gets more health it does gain four health. And it's better than the original. And it's not blinded. <laughs> oh, I do not have the current HP inside my health bar. I just, that's both my HPs. So. My faith in you being the original Nivets is slowly slipping away. Let me, I'm blinded and pissed off. Leave me alone. <laughs> your clone's not. I said uh, I am. <laughs> roll your D100 there, my friend. Oh, yes. Ooh. 63. All right. It works as intended. All right, then. Crap. Now, I, all this has took me, made me sidetrack a little bit. You have moved and you have used your uh, homebrew item. Mm-hmm. And the new Nivets will lock onto this evil lady in front of him, and he's going to Ray of Froster. So blinding beam of bluish white light streaks forward and slams into her, dealing her a whopping six damage, and she is slowed. Her speed is reduced by ten feet till her, my next turn. Ten does not hit her. You don't no, have advantage for any specific reason, do yeah, you? That's right. No. I mean, I didn't use it. I was huh. thinking a magic missile where I just hit her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> magic <laughs> missile was a really good spell, man. Uh, yeah, she sidesteps that, and again, Oliver, are you able to block that yourself? <laughs> 
whizzes by your you head. That I am not the angel here, right? The second Nivis is like confused. What's that have to do with any? I, I'm sorry, I missed. She turns to face you with her angelic side, Oliver. Nivitz and Carl, you see the demonic side of her, which is looking fairly beat up from the punishment that oh my God, Oliver is... has dealt it. Some of its wings, the bones appear to be broken. There's black blood dripping from the corner of her mouth. She looks completely insane. And then Oliver, you see the angelic side of her and she just looks like she's almost taking pity on you for a moment. She looks a little sad. Look like your backside lady! And as wow, you as you yell at her, a steely resolve passes over her, and she swings her great sword. This is not your path, and you deftly grab her sword with your. No one beats heavy arms. And she is going to back away from you, provoking an attack of opportunity if you would like. Ooh, that's twenty three damage, and I'll let twenty one to hit. So the, the front side of her is starting to look, uh, I mean, it's not the front, the other side of her is starting to look messed up also. As you grab her great sword with one hand and just uppercut her with the other, and she attacks your clone with her shadowy chain, you are no longer grappled, Oliver. And since your clone is not blinded, that uh, misses. Ha <laughs> ha! Heavy arms, you need to make a constitution saving throw as well as regain four health. Blinded. You are blinded, because Bless can't help you with that one. Yep, that's a seven to constitution, so. Um, well, that ain't gonna stop him. I'm gonna charge forward as a bonus action. I'm going to use Fighting Spirit again, and uh, that cancels out my disadvantage, I think, correct? I have right. advantage, I have disadvantage. Yep. So it's just a normal attack. It's a normal swingy poo. I'm gonna one, two, three. Ooh. So the first attack, you rolled a 25. So a total of 21 damage. The second attack missed. Uh, <clears throat> you just, you feel a crack under your fist as her jaw just breaks. And she just looks like she's, the angelic side of her is just barely standing. I don't care how many sides there are, I'll beat all of you! Roll the d8 for her movement, Zaldwin, that I forgot there. Yep, and it's a two. Zaldwin. Little dink. Locks people in place. That is such a cool spell. Yeah. (laughs) Jaden is going to try and cover his eyes from the light and is barely able to do so. And he is going to summon his newly found power from the energy of the console, and he is going to cast Guiding Bolt. And you see a power that this 16-year-old elven student should really not be wielding. And this bolt of energy, uh, the, the, the damaged creature is just barely able to dodge it. You're sure it would have finished her had it hit. And it splashes into the wall behind. And we're all minorly impressed with this this new power that you've all found. Carl, you are in the darkness, so you need to make a wisdom saving throw. I roll a 15. You are able to steal yourself against the despair you start to feel clawing at your mind. Alright, I'm going to use my enhanced targeting and my enhanced attack if I were to so theoretically hit. I'm going to shoot 
going to add a d6 for my enhanced dice. Boom! Uh, That dice also gets larger because you rolled a six. All right. And that um, that, uh, finishes the demonic side of her. Her wings shatter, fall to the ground beside her and disappear, and her chain also clatters to the ground. All right, that ends my turn. Zaldwin, make a constitution saving throw against her light and regain four HP. You are blinded. All right. Um, I think Oliver is going to hear this, like, approaching. It it starts as, like, pet, 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 pet. Uh, As Zaldwin is running full fucking speed towards here, uh, and he sees a flash of gray and floral Hawaiian print, um, and Zaldwin just has the the energy blade sticking out the back end of his hand, and he's going to run by and try to uh, strike her um, with the irradiated blade. That is a 14 to hit. She's able to bat your blade aside with the last of her strength. Uh, yeah. And Hermes mm, regains three health and needs to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Hermes constitution saving throw. He rolled a 16. He is not blinded. Um, his movement is 30. Um, he's actually a move towards me, I think. Um, and I think he'll end his turn there. Okay. Uh, Nivets, you cannot strike the side of her that is still um, active from where you are standing since you're facing her unconscious demonic side. Uh, however, you do not need to make any saves. Hmm. Okay. So, my clone and I, uh, at what angle would we be able to move to and still be able to hit her? That is, uh, so the, essentially the east and west line from where she's standing, you can choose to be in either Beer is how I played it. Since it's a five foot squared, you're like one foot wide. Get there. So yeah. yeah, you could hit her from there. See it. Well, would have to roll a constitution since he's. He doesn't have to. It's when you start your turn in her darkness oh, or in her light. Essentially, Ooh. if you know you're going into one of these. I will not be going over there. Effects. I, will... I imagine you could steal yourself against it. Gotcha. All right. Well, my the second Nivets runs off to her side. Seeing the slightly unconscious one, he's like, well, I should probably help the other side. Runs around her and blasts her with another ray of frost, or attempts to at least. And he doesn't actually hit her. She is holding on with the last of her strength against your barrage of attacks. And I, the original Nivitz, just will stand there and he's going to cast Trust Life on himself. And I think I that was it. a false life. I don't know why he just went robot mode there, but he's casting I, false I don't life. Know why. Yes, I cast Nivitz will cast false lice on himself. Life, lice. I cast false lice on lice. myself. <laughs> Please don't cast real lice I, I, on yourself. I am, I'm itchy now. No. All right. Infestation and, is a druid spell, just saying. And Nivitz will gain uh, eight temporary HP, looking much better than he was a second ago. She flourishes her wings and dances around you. Oliver, Jaden is going to use that opportunity to attack with his baton and hits her for three damage. Her light is now shining on the entire party from where she is standing, and she is going to attack you twice with her great sword, Oliver. 22 hits you for six damage. Ooh, and then she crits for 10. 
cuts through my false life. Nine. So it's uh, eight, nine, ten. Sixteen damage total, right? Sixteen damage total. So that's seven damage. Because of all the temp HP. All right. Mm. Everyone's sleeping great. on the temp HP, man. Oliver would be dead if he had not. Multiple sources of temp HP hit me. <laughs> yeah. Um, the false life was on you, or was it on Nivitz? Uh, Nivitz has the false HP, false life himself. Okay, false, false life was on himself. It wasn't on you. It's a yeah. self cast. Yeah, the, the range is self. Yeah. I think maybe Oliver just misspoke when he was calculating his temp. I think he meant to say temp HP, and he said false life. So I was confused, but we're good. Oh, yeah, my temp. <laughs> I have temp HP. I have temp HP from fighting spirit, and I also have temp HP from the mode all in. Perfect. Um. So yeah. Why so, won't you fall? So uh, yeah, this is uh, quickly devolving into like a straight up just street fight as she cuts deep into Oliver's massive arms and in spots of flesh that he does have, and he just roars and continues his onslaught. Or normal HP back to you from light. Oh yeah. And with the second attack, you knock her great sword aside. It clatters to the ground and just pummel her and her angelic wings fall off similarly to the way that her demonic wings fell off and she slumps over. The light fades and this body crumples to the ground and then from the crumpled form that you just faced, a slightly opaque version of this woman uh Again, her, her hair is in a bun with kind of the pencil sticking out. She has on a white lap coat and she rises from the ground uh, and she hovers there just a few inches above the ground and uh, is not holding any weapons, uh, has a bit of uh, a sadness to her to her eyes and she we're out of combat and she holds out her hand. Um, and cupped between her two hands is a smaller blue light floating there. And she says, whoever among you is of two minds, take my blessing. Oliver spits blood and goes, good fight, lady. And then just walks away. Uh, sits down. Carl looks at the two Nivitzes, says, well, Nivitz, uh, A and B, could she be referring to you? Hmm. We were just wondering that ourselves. As we do have two minds, currently at least. No more. No one knows. Hmm. Do I feel anything after she says that? I mean, she radiates this certain sadness. Um, she doesn't belong here. Like, her clothes aren't archaic, so to speak. So, you know, being familiar with the Lost Ruins, you know, this is a lab coat that she would have maybe seen as early as, you know, a week ago. This is, um, she shouldn't be here, so, uh... You're definitely feeling a little out of sorts, but you know that Lost Ruins are like this. They play on your mind. They make you see things. They can be anywhere from death traps with nothing at the bottom of them to, like, playful, you know, puzzles for children. And at the end is some great technology. So you're not... You're you're taken aback as much as you would be given the circumstances, but... Um, you don't feel anything that you would consider to be magical or influential outside of that. Uh, but she is, I would say, I would say sadness and a little bit of um, despair is definitely there. But she is not looking at anyone in particular. 
she's just holding out her her blessing. Mm, well, Carl, as far as her blessing goes, it seems, you know, just to be a little bit depressing. I don't know if it was us who she blessed. I think you should do it. It would be a good experiment for someone to try it. Yeah, that's this is true. Well, <laughs> I shall go for it then. Nevis will approach the I want to call her Grey Lady right now, but the the, the spirit thing. She holds out the blue light and hands it to you. Uh, and in an instant, Nivitz, uh, you feel suddenly an awareness of your essence in your body that is making you go. The magical energy that makes you, makes everyone who they are, you suddenly feel a connection to it in a stronger way than normally you would feel it in like the scientific acknowledgement that this essence exists in the world. Um, you feel it and you can be aware of it and you can almost look at it within yourself and you have a handout that you can read over and um, that is yours now. All right. Everyone give me a perception check. That is a 15 for Zeldwin. 11 for heavy arms. I'm uh, recording this with my cybernetic dice. Okay. Perception check there, Nivitz. Okay. Uh, Wait, hold on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, Zaldun, with the, uh, the 15 that you rolled, you notice that she seems to, as she looks around at the group, um, she seems to be kind of checking in and out of where she is currently, uh, going somewhere else occasionally, and she seems to keep looking at the pile of rubble that is um, the only broken part of this ruin that you have seen. Her, her uh, gaze seems to keep going towards that. She says... Uh, uh, Go ahead. Zeldowin's going to walk over to her and extend his hand out. She looks at it and she reaches out to touch you and her hand just goes through and the sadness is amplified for a moment as uh, she is unable to touch you. And she just looks Lips. back at the pile of rubble. And you should go. Everything will reset soon. You shouldn't be here when that happens. Well, let's let's pretend just for a moment. And Zeldwin is going to like pretend to like take her hand again and put it in his. Like try to pan, like mime it out. Okay. Um, Roll a straight charisma pr- check on that just to see if that gives her any peace. Oh, I that is a seven. What about your bless? I appreciate your efforts. <laughs> oh, am I blessed? Am I still blessed? Uh, yeah, you'd still be blessed. Right. Oh, plus four, baby. Okay, that brings it up to an eleven. It's not quite as painful for me. The, uh, Zaldwin, you see just what you're capable of in this moment after that fight. Um, she, her despair seems to be just more than friendship can help in this moment. And she's, I, I appreciate the effort, but you've received my blessing. You've unlocked the next waypoint and there's nothing left here for you I was was unable to earn my rest what, what do you mean that this wasn't our path you aren't marked this is not the entry to this path this is not the first waypoint I don't know how you found this place but you're not supposed to be here but now that you have my blessing and now that you have this knowledge I you're bound to it forever. What do you mean by by reset? What is this place resetting? 
everything will reset. It might be here tomorrow. It might be somewhere else. Everyone's path is different, but uh, the puzzles, the the trickery, that cursed console, and even my curse will continue to go on until I can take one of your souls, have take my place. Hmm. Are you Excuse wonder- me? If I was able to kill one of you down here, then I would be free, and you would defend this console. Do you have to kill the person? I, if it chimes in? I think so. I I don't know. I just know that it's my it's my duty. Hey, to... Nivitz, can she, can she kill one of your clones? Can she do that? How dare you ask me to just die? And what well, assumption do you think he's a clone? My, uh, my... My opportunity has passed. This is just my spirit. I can answer questions. I can help guide you to the next waypoint, but this is not the right path. You're... So what happens if one of us stays inside the room when it resets? She looks over at the pile of rubble again, Nivitz. She says, if something happens that wasn't here when it was created, then it will happen here for eternity. Oh, really? Uh... <clears throat> Jaden hears that, and he walks over. Obviously, you can see some disappointment in his face that this is um, the way things are playing out, and he starts to dig through the pile of rubble. Uh, Zelduin will join him and help him out. Yeah, Oliver will stand up quietly and start chucking huge chunks of rubble away. Start investigating the rubble that they're throwing and being like, what do we got going on in here? Absolutely. So um, as you move the rubble aside you find this woman's body and it is very well preserved. Uh, you see, uh, so we'll roll medicine. Anyone who would be interested in cause of death here. Lovely. She's pretty beat up. You're not able to tell what happened um, exactly, but uh, you can tell uh, that she is deceased. Bob. Nivitz, you would be able to tell that it looks like she took a lot of bludgeoning damage to her torso and her head is likely. Uh, there's lots of, you know, lots of other injuries, but uh, she's wearing the same lab coat. Um, it's the same woman. It looks exactly like the spirit that's floating in the center of the room, but it is a physical form. Hmm. hmm. Does uh, she have anything in her pockets? Roll investigation, Carl. It's not my best skill. I only got a seven. With a seven, you are able to find uh, in her hands actually a uh, photograph um it looks like perhaps it was placed there post-mortem and in the photograph you see uh well uh jaden would look over your shoulder and would say immediately that that's that's my dad and in the photograph you'll see a man a elvish uh adult wearing traditional church cleric battle guard attire uh, it's kind of like a metallic armor. Think like Warhammer, where the clerical collar is like metal and comes up and guards their chin. Um, and his arm is around this woman in the photograph. So um, you see her in the photograph with her lab coat with this man, with Jaden's father, has his arm around her. Um, there's a goblin sitting on this table that they're sitting at and he's smaller he's sitting actually on the table and he has a dagger uh that he's balancing just on the tip of his finger he's just balancing the blade and in the other hand he has like a mug of ale uh there's a tall 
just strikingly beautiful elf with this long dark hair you see uh oliver he has a little robot on his shoulder and it is the robot that you saw outside the lavender that had the spider legs and the claw um and he has a wolf a completely uh, not a metallic cyborg wolf but just a normal wolf um sitting beside him and you would recognize this elf as a flesh version of the Beastmaster that you saw outside. Hmm. And there is a human woman with a black braid draped over her shoulder. Uh, she's wearing leather armor and she has a large warhammer, like comically oversized warhammer that is sitting on at the table by her side. And at the bottom, it just says, The Pact, written in ink. This is the photograph that the woman was holding. Hmm. And Jaden says, who is that? Who is she? That's, that's not my mom. This looks like it was taken recently. And he looks over at the uh, spirit floating and says, who are you? And she, the spirit says, I am the guardian of this place now. My name was, and she thinks for a moment, my name was Abigail. But all of me is not here anymore. Hmm. And the guy that you're with in this picture, did he survive? I, I don't know. I can only tell you that if he's fallen, he didn't fall here, or he would be here with me. One of your friends waits outside for you still. Uh, a single ghostly tear rolls down her cheek. Uh, can Zelduin uh, bring the photo to her and ask like who, who they all are? She looks at it for a moment, um, and she says, "I I'm not... I'm not fully myself. I I know the man was my love, but I can't I can't remember his name. Jaden pipes up and tells his name. She's I I just I can't. I feel like I've been here in eternity. You don't know how long you have been here. I I don't know. <clears throat> I do know if... that you can't stay here. Yeah, let's go. I don't want to be. Can you lead us to the next waypoint. She said, "If I could have saved you from this path." Then you would not know. I wasn't fast enough, but I can't tell you where your next waypoint is. I, the console can tell you that. I, I can't see, can't see the wanderers anymore. Their runes are invisible to me. <clears throat> and and we we have the uh, the coordinates recorded, correct? You know that the console wants you to go to Terra. Okay, yeah. that's right. I remember. That's that. where it wants you to go. Is the dead planet Terra? Gotcha. You can extrapolate that that's likely where if Jaden's father were to have survived, that's where he probably headed. Uh, The difference here is you have skipped ahead and have missed a couple waypoints um, is what she was communicating to you. Hmm. I wonder if we can find those old waypoints. Could you perhaps uh, let us know where the, the, the waypoints we missed were? Jaden says, I, my father's journals. I mean, he, there are other journals. They're with my mom's things. This is the only one I could hide. But if we find those journals, my, my mother has all of his possessions from when he disappeared. I, I'm sure we can find the other waypoints if we... Uh, it's going to be hard, though. She's she's not around anymore. It, it seems, though, when Abigail, or the being formerly known as Abigail, was speaking, that the waypoints change. Did, did I, as the player, hear that correctly? They have the possibility of changing depending. Uh, what do I give you? 
outside. You did hear that. However, okay. what she said was basically it might change. She didn't say it will change. A- A- Abigail, or at least pardon the, the being formerly known as Abigail, and Zelda and like Tipsis head towards her to, to kind of acknowledge this like dual existence that she's living. Mm-hmm. Uh, the waypoints might be changing. This might be guiding us to somewhere else, but if the finish line is all the same, then that makes sense. I don't I don't know if the, the journals will help if the probability of the waypoints changing, you know, we, we might be able to track him, but if he's going to next waypoint to way next waypoint, how will we know where he ends up really? If you seek one that is on this path, it will this path will not change. This is not your path though. If you did not enter this path from the beginning, then I imagine you'll be able to follow someone else's footsteps, but why why would you why would you follow this path? We're trying to find this kid's dad. If he is on this path, he does not want to be found. He is on a path to the convergence. Is there a path for us to reach the same convergence? You have trespassed on this path, and if it still exists, then my love must not have been able to finish his path or has not finished it yet, but I cannot say if there was a path for you. Hmm, Do you you seek the convergence? I do now. Hmm. Well, then you must must seek all the waypoints then, or you will not have the power to survive the convergence. Well then, boys, I think before this place resets, we should probably leave. Let's go get us some journals. Hey, boss. Would you like us to take your body out of this place, Abigail? Yeah, I, I, w- what I was going to say earlier is that, yeah, like, Zeldwin definitely picks up the body and is like... Well, I thought only her hand was exposed right now, or part of her. No, you can uncover her body fairly easily. Um, with the actual 17, so Carl misrolled his investigation. It was a 17, not a 7. So with the actual 17, um, <clears throat> this rubble was magically brought down. This is more of a grave than an accident. Hmm. All right. Well, would you like a proper burial? We can plant you, make you into a tree or something. She uh, seems relatively indifferent about her um, Hmm. body per se. Uh, She does look a little longingly at the photograph that is in Carl's hands. I'll tape. I'll give her the photograph. I don't know if I can hand it to her ghost. I'll tape it to the monitor, I guess. (laughs) Okay. So you leave the photograph. and are you guys heading out? I say we take her body and see if that little robot will approach us after we leave. <laughs> Live I, bait I, for the spider bot. I, I was thinking about giving it to our Beastmaster friend. I mean, they're here. They did seem to know each other. It might give him some closure. Or it might drive him completely insane and we'll have to kill him. Should have killed him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, are you taking the body or not? Sounds like we're taking it. Okay. Take the body. Exit the ruins the way that you came. Um, You head out of the loading dock through the ship. Do you make any stops before you exit the ship? Was there anywhere else to go, really? I mean, it's a pretty big ship. So if you wanted to, um, I mean, I can't tell you what to do, but I mean, it is a pretty big ship. There's probably some 
food here. There's probably some rooms, Carl, that you would be able to open and shut. There's controls somewhere for the cloaking field, so on and so forth. This is a this is a ship pe- like at least ten people could live on. So this is but not, this isn't connected to the ruins. It's not connected to the ruins. It looks like they literally parked on top of the ruins. Right. Okay. So we're not now that we're out here. We're not in worry of this dreaded reset. Correct. Well, as far as you know. As far as yeah, I know. would assume that we would, uh, that at least Carl and Heavy Arms would be scavenging, scavenging any, like, loot that they could. Yeah, definitely. Well, if Anything I mo- we could find. Pose a request, I think that we should probably stop and heal up for a bit. Me and Oliver look a little worse for wear. I ain't gonna be sleeping for another day and a half. Oh, yes, I forgot you're a dry guy. <laughs> well, I guess we can continue on then. Uh, Zaldwin is going to take the body to our Beastmaster okay. friend. Zaldwin, as you start um, to exit the broken side of the ship, um, you see... I'm uh, So, uh, people at home, uh, I do have a little bit of a battle map set up. Players, uh, you are... The way that you're exiting the ship, there would be 30 feet north of where I have the map built. So, you are able to exit the ship without getting direct line of sight on... Uh, the Beastmaster um, in the pile of bodies, Zaldwin is uh, unfortunately Agatha and Rayburn and roll a medicine check. That is a four. <laughs> uh, with a four, you rush over and you start trying to wake her. Uh, um, who is with Zaldwin right now? Anyone? Would you have gone with him? I know uh, Carl and yeah. Oliver are looking through the ship. Anyone going with Zaldwin? Well, one. Where, I, my, I need my clone too. Oh, yeah. Nivet's in his clone. Okay. Um, where's my... I mean, if he's not here, I guess he could have stayed in the reset. <laughs> experience the reset. A little help for you to get some souls in the future. Um, now you have a, a permanent friend. He's only going to live for an hour, but... Huh, but if it resets and he's it still alive... Yeah. What an existence for the clone. Um, <clears throat> I was thinking about doing that. <laughs> he dies uh, So, Zaldwin, if you try to wake her, uh, she's not waking... Oh. Uh, um, for uh, metagame knowledge and people uh, at home, if you scroll up, I essentially what happened, your characters would be able to piece some of this together. Uh, the charm person spell lasted for an hour, um, and there was a failed check on opening the dock, the loading bay door, which added an additional hour. So basically, the time that you were in the ruins was all free reign for this metallic beastmaster. Uh, and I uh, rolled Rayburn and Agatha death saving throws, and they both failed. So they would either have been unconscious here or deceased, and unfortunately they are both passed. So Zaldwin, I would like you to scooch your character basically back to where you would not have rounded the corner to see the Metallic Beastmaster yet, and you can now make a new decision if you would like on how you're going to proceed. Okay, uh... Where are the bodies in relation to me? So you've got the, um, you're on the east chunk of the ship. There is a west chunk of the ship where it has been separated. There's about a 20 foot gap between the two pieces, but the way they're turned, there's essentially a little corridor where you can walk in and out of the ships while whilst not leaving the cloaking field. So you can exit the east chunk of the ship and see the little, I guess, workshop for lack of a better word. You'll see the mm-hmm. little uh, workshop there with the bodies, but you didn't round the full corner and exit from where the west chunk of the ship would cover you from line of sight there. Okay, so this is where 
just yes. for my visual sake. Okay. Yeah. Um, Zeldwin's going to go over there and handful of things that uh, he's going to absolutely take are the manacles that she wrapped around Rayburn's hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to take the gun that Agatha had. He's Absolutely. going to take the uh, the tablet with the bounties. Ooh, um, and then he's, go- he's going to look for any other kind of like shit on them that he can, he can get. Absolutely. So the tablet would be biometrically locked, but you can take the bounty cards. There are two of them. Those are per Bounty Hunters Guild rules, never locked, never encrypted. Anyone can access them. However, getting into her tablet to read them would not be possible. So you'd need to take them into a console on the ship, or if any of you, or Hermes maybe could read them, whatever, however you want to play that. Um, Mm -hmm. You are able to retrieve her pulse rifle and her manacles. Uh, Manacles are just manacles, so you can uh, find a key on her and have manacles now. Um, let me give you stats on the rifle one moment. You wouldn't think I'd have this many character sheets three sessions in, but I'm pretty well prepared ahead of time. So what kind of biometric uh, lock is it like for the tablets that everybody would have? Uh, her tablet is uh, fingerprint locked. Could we use her dead body's fingerprint? You absolutely can if you're that depraved. I most certainly would be. Are Carl and I there yet? Carl and you are not there yet, and Zaldwin has not retrieved cool. anyone, so he is essentially taking these things. So he has yeah. the tablet. Oh, oh. I he forgot. Has... Yeah, we were uh, looting. Yeah, as we, as we do. Would... He has the bounty cards. Yeah. Would Zaldwin know that the the tablet is biometrically linked? Like, is roll that history. Something? We'll just roll history as far as like what you retained from your studies before you were launched out into the world. Yeah, I would say it'd be 13. thirteen is uh, be like a DC ten check. So yeah, you would. See, f- say, didn't you basically do this to the unconscious guy in the dock in the first episode? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I'm, forgot I'm about that. To, yeah, I'm going to uh, unlock it. I'm going to see what's um, in it. The pulse rifle, Austin, is essentially a plus yep. one heavy crossbow that you would RP. It has bludgeoning damage instead of piercing. Pierce. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um... Also, don't call it a heavy crossbow. Just call it a pulse rifle. It's just... that's. Yeah, for sure. I'm trying to keep some balance in the game. <laughs> As yeah. Oliver lived through 50 HP of damage and returned 80 of it. Um, the uh, Zaldon, you also find a uh, photograph on her person. Uh, it's paper, so it's been like printed, which would be a little bit old school. As far as you'd know, you wouldn't see a lot of these physical devices that weren't more um, screen digitized. Uh, it's a picture of her and Franklin from the prologue pub um, and they look younger you also see a uh, you also find a certificate of personhood that she keeps on her person and as you scroll through that this would be a concept you're not familiar with having uh, lived on the oasis but essentially it documents that she has paid off her uh, debts to a uh, noble house and she is no longer her and her brother are no longer required to work or live there uh you not being familiar with this concept would almost immediately get kind of creeped out um, as it seems before she was able to make her way in the world that she was essentially a, a slave and she was able to purchase her and her brother's freedom from a debt that was her, you know, great grandparents. Um, and she is, as far as you can tell, out here trying to take care, was out here trying to take care of her little brother. 
I think that Zaldwin is deeply angered by this. Um, living on the Oasis, like there, it, it was a weird interplay between being free to do pretty much anything you wanted on the ship, but also being imprisoned on this vessel and not knowing anything about the outside world. So I think he, he's got like a very complicated relationship with ideals of like freedom. Um, but the concept of even like slavery is just like so obscene to him. Um, I think he, he's going to, you know, pocket those things. Um, at least the, the photo and the certificate of personhood in, in hopes of returning them to Franklin. Um, is there anything else on, on her or Rayburn that kind of stands out? Um, Rayburn has a basically a fake credit skimmer. You're familiar with them. Um, and you're able to recover uh, from his um, from his person, which he essentially it's like almost like a fake robotic finger that you can tell he uses to transfer without like putting his name on them. Uh, from that, you're able to recover 67 credits um, and you would be able to transfer Agatha's credits using her biometrics. Again, I would consider that to be an act of some depravity. But Zaldwin, of course, has his background feet where he doesn't understand all of those concepts. So you can take yeah. her, her money, you can take her tablet, you can unlock it with her dead hand, whatever, however you want to role play that. Uh, I think yeah, like Zaldwin wouldn't take the hand, but would probably transfer the credits. Oof. You got 324 credits from Agatha. And just to kind of round this out in case anyone has checked out, uh, it's a, pul- uh, a pulse rifle plus one that you found. It is a the two bounty cards, her tablet, and uh, the credits, and also um, the personal effects of Agatha that you hope to return to Franklin. Um, and one last thing before I like make any like big moves, um, can I try to like use her tablet to 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 read the um, the bounty on Rayburn and how much it's worth? Sure. <clears throat> uh, roll a one d two. 1d2. That's backslash roll 1d2, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that is a 2. Um, so you plug one of the bounty cards in to the tablet, unlock it with Agatha's fingerprint, uh, and you read about a, a bounty that has been put on uh, Rayburn Drowry. He is uh, essentially wanted for theft, um, conning, uh, like... Uh, obscene amount of child support uh the bounty holder on him remained anonymous so it can be turned in at essentially uh any any trading post would have a bounty council that you could turn in bounties and turn him over to appropriate authorities that are associated with the bounty hunters guild however the bounty was alive so proof of death is not worth anything here it was for two thousand credits okay um yeah, nothing else of, of use is here for Zaldwin. Um, he just doesn't know what to do with uh, Abigail's body now. Um, I think Zaldwin will wait there and wait for everybody to, to show okay. back up. So Zaldwin um, just kind of sits and has a moment of meditation over his uh, his friend's remains. Uh, what is everyone else doing? And we'll give it about we'll say about 10 minutes worth of stuff can transpire before you have an option to take another action. Zaldwin, since this will be happening concurrently. Hmm. So we were exploring and 
looking through stuff in the ship? You can say that you... Uh, the only people who declared what they were doing was Zaldwin, Cody, and uh, Tyrell. So, uh, Nivitz, you can hop in there and say what you were doing and or have accompanied one of them if you'd like. And Cody and Oliver gave me a, an investigation check. Are you looking for anything in particular or are you just looking for useful things? Um, anything that's worth uh, money, anything that's rare or useful. Gotcha. <laughs> Helping! Zero! <laughs> <laughs> He's there. So I'm going to. I rolled have, a 23. Since Oliver, Oliver, like basically while you're trying to look for things, Carl keeps finding really useless shit and asking you if it's useful, which causes you to roll at disadvantage, which means it was a 22 and not a 23. Um, Oliver, you not only don't find anything, but uh, you drop one of your rations when you're bending over a toilet. If you even have rations, I don't know if you have, have rations. Um, and Carl, you yes. find a mess kit, okay, which uh, requires about four hours to set up and break down. It can make most food and water on most planets safe to consume for the target species. And you find a portable life support system, which is a large oh. tank that provides breathable oxygen for eight hours. The other things seem to have been picked apart with welding tools, as we noted before. At this point, you would extrapolate from the little spider robot that's running around um, or simply, you know, moldy or decrepit. I will say, let's just do, um, I mean, there's always going to be food. So let's do, uh, you find nine usable, like, ration packages, like little MREs. Nice. Uh, The descriptions on my custom items are on the table 5.0, Carl, if you ever need to reference back to them. All right. Okay. Nivitz, what were you doing? Looking around the ship. I'm looking for any... Did Zandwin, did you walk off with uh, Abigail's body? Uh, yes. Okay, I was just making sure you had the body. Uh, I guess Nivitz will be looking around, seeing if there's any on or usable consoles throughout the ship to try to find a data log. Roll investigation. Alrighty then. Great. Uh, yeah, you're able to find a, um, a console that is active, and as you start to utilize it, you realize it is controlling the cloaking field around this. Ooh. Uh, what are you looking for specifically? You said data. You are able to find a uh, flight log with your 19 investigation. I will say that it has been regularly wiped. Looks like whoever was on here was trying to keep their tracks covered to some degree. Hmm. However, you can tell that they came from the Solace system last. Solace system. All right. Maybe we'll write down this information into his... Well, yeah, into one of his own personal journal books. Not the one that's uh, the boys for brain, having a brain part on the Jayden. the name. Oh, uh, and then Nivitz is also going to look to see if he can find out where this cloaking device is for the ship. See if he can search the computers about the database to see where this might be. So you would probably roll a history check. Okay. 20, perfect. So on Terran command ships, all of their systems are housed in the same place. Uh, so the cloaking device would be um, on the west chunk of the ship, as would be the life support systems and the shields and any other auxiliary systems that have been installed. Um, it is not something that's portable, though. Not something I can just pick up, but... Absolutely. It is like four times your size. <laughs> that's not saying much. That's not saying much, but yeah, it's... a. Uh, it, it um it would draw a lot of power, and you would know some of these ships 
operate partially on solar energy. The Terran Command utilized solar power a lot prior to the death of the stars. That's why it, uh, other than just normal reasons for their sun going off one day, it hurt them in a much larger way because so many of their systems are solar powered. So you assume this cloaking field is running just off of the sun of Prosperity Bay. Mm, intriguing. All right, um, I guess through this time frame, I'll just be searching through, you know, just those data logs, see, looking for information. Probably okay. use up my. I don't think any of that would take more than ten minutes. So as you guys exit the uh, ship, you would see Agatha's remains, uh, Brayburn's remains, and Zaldwin is uh, sitting there. Uh, I assume in a sort of meditative state, kind of just absorbing everything. Jesus, Zaldwin, did you kill them all? Uh, Zaldwin looks up and doesn't even say say a word. I don't think he needs to. No, it wasn't you. It was our Beastmaster friend. Yeah, roll medicine. Um, Carlin Nivitz, I don't think Oliver gives a shit. <laughs> dead is dead. dead you is guys dead. have the worst medicine checks. What is going on? I am on? not a medical doctor. I, am a... <laughs> I think I have the highest uh, medicine check with a plus one. It doesn't oh, matter. You're still rolling below five every time. Well, I, <laughs> I, I, there's I, a I, lot I, of fucking I, skills yeah. out there. <laughs> I was like, I think I have the highest skill in medicine, and I have no inclination to roll at all. Oh, my God. It has one. For of you that can't hear that, I just facepalm because I rolled a three. Nivitz has rolled a three. Nivitz isn't a medical doctor either. Hmm. She looks dead to me. Could be wrong. It's, it's like the fucking... Getting a doctorate and a liberal arts degree, am I right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. It's uh, a, it, yeah, it, she's it, dead. Grad school hurts, guys. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, she's, she's dead. Bloody. Ha-ha! The other Nivets is better. We have two Nivets. Uh, other Nivets cannot make skill checks. What? <laughs> He's another person. He is not another person. <laughs> Can you know Nivets make skill checks? As far as I know, okay, he- okay. The other Nivets knows what happened, but he's not going to tell you. <laughs> We're just going to look at each other. Puts his finger to his lips and giggles or something. Um, Zaldwin is going to push himself off the ground with the uh, the, the pulse rifle and, and take to his feet. Uh, do the cuts look clean, at least? Do I know at least that? I can't give you guys any more information with the medicine checks. It's just too bloody. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. All I can give you is they are like they're arranged next to the remains of the other bodies. I mean, do they look like giant bite marks or cuts? I am not going to give you any. It's just it's just a mess right oh, now. Okay, it's just a mess. Right. <laughs> so Jaden is also uh, guys. Um, I mean, you hear him start to hyperventilate. Jaden, well, remember what we talked about? He's. I mean, he's holding it. To, he's looking at you. You could just. I mean, he. It's deep breaths. His eyes are wide. He's like trying not to look down. It's it's gonna be all right. We're gonna get you back to uh, the father back at Prosperity Bay, and you're gonna be set. Okay, we're gonna fucking get through this. But you feel like you gotta throw up? He he shakes his head, takes a big gulp, like he wasn't thinking about throwing up until you said that. But he's all, all right. Good boy. All right. Here here's my two inclinations. We can either take this body to the Beastmaster and try to set some sort of resolve maybe it will bring him some peace and maybe it might enrage him the other option is we take this shit back to Prosperity Bay and see if anybody recognizes the body could 
give us any inclination of where they might have gone from here? Well, I was hoping to use Abigail's body to try to get a hold of the little robot guy. And, well, that Beastmaster. Roll, everyone roll perception, Oliver with advantage, since you have seen this little bot before. Oh, critical fail for Zaldwin. That is a mad one. Got a 17. 16 for Nivets. Um, Oliver, you notice that uh, Zaldwin is looking like the completely wrong direction, like out into the desert to see if he sees this little bot. Um, you see kind of where it skittered before, Oliver. You think you can kind of see a little, like some little, like almost gopher holes in the junk where it's likely kind of traveling around. If you're looking for the little spider, probably in the junk, look, you can see his little holes. It's like a animal. Hmm. And I want to be clear because the battle map is confusing. It's just cloaking field to your north. So it, I don't want to make you feel like I am guiding you back south. You guys can just leave. That is an option on the table. So uh, since you all opted out of killing the Beastmaster the first time, I'm just going to be honest with you. It's going to be a hard fight at this point if we decide to go that way. The issue here is our skiffs on that side. You got an aversion to walking? Well, farther? as it takes about three of my steps to equal yours, yes, I do. It was quite a long journey in the desert with monsters trying to eat us. Or did you forget that? Well, maybe you can use some of your fire magic to launch you in a direction instead of hitting me. I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't recall seeing me hit you. Oh, I should also mention, guys, as you make decisions moving forward here, it's like it's like one in the morning. It is late. So should we rest up? Maybe see if other ships come the other direction on the day? Or do we try to travel through the desert and get eaten? Now, the, the, the cloaking field is, is a dome. So um, but again, we can go north and around. You can ship. go north and around. We don't, we don't have to just go north to the desert. We can go around to our skiff. Is what it I'm doesn't saying. stop noise, so on and so forth. But he wouldn't be able. It, you'd have advantage on your stealth checks, essentially, to get back to the skiff if you go outside of the cloaking field. Well, how, mechanically, how that would work. It's true. But as I recall, Abigail was already at the skiff working on it. And apparently she's dead here. So. Mm-hmm. That didn't really work out for her that well. Again, you can review the uh, series of checks that led to her demise. It was all public. <laughs> yeah, she uh, she left. We were all downstairs down at the temple when when she left. So who knows if she even got to the skiff and then came back? You know. So I don't know. I I say we I say we sneak around. I suppose. Let's sneak around. Tip. If no one is opposed to leaving the murder robot in the desert alone, then let's do a group stealth check. And please, God, be better than your other stealth check or your other checks today. That is a 21 for Zelda. Uh, 19 for Carl. 20 for heavy arms. Perfect. Uh, one Nivitz has a 17 and the other has a 5. The other one doesn't roll skill checks, Pippin. Yeah, he doesn't roll skill checks. <laughs> He essentially mirrors your movements and your capabilities uh, deterministically. Circumstances would lead him to essentially doing what you do. Um, so with four with four players, three checks is what it takes to... Three passes is what it takes for a group check to be success. So you guys are able to get back to the skiff. Uh, are we leaving uh, uh, 
Abigail and what was it? Abitha. Agatha and Dildo Man. No, the Rebirth. Uh, lady we brought up from the in the ruins. Yeah, we still have Abigail. Oh, yeah, Abigail. And then yeah, we have Abigail. A- Agatha. Agatha. Like, are we leaving her there too? Or are we Counts even taking any of the bodies at this point? Oh while we're still I assumed I assumed that that I have the mementos that Franklin would want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so So all three uh, bodies are being left? May- maybe I yeah, so like can can I roll a history check to see if I even know what like burial practices around here are like do like do they need the body leave Abigail or is like having the I'm going to give that with disadvantage since I think burial and preservation would be such a foreign concept to someone from your background. Uh yeah, nine. I, I don't even think with a nine that you would think about it. I think you would just assume that, you know, everybody becomes trees. Everybody becomes trees. So you got the mementos. Uh, I'm gonna at least take Agatha's body and put it in one of the rooms and try to lock it. Can I do that? Okay. Uh, give me a strength check. I mean, you're a little dude. She's a I dragonborn. Okay, strength check with advantage since there's two of you. <laughs> My God, you're di- why did you just talked me into giving your stupid clone a skill check? And I said no skill check. <laughs> strength check with advantage. It's not a skill check. It's just advantage. <laughs> Okay. Oh, that's jeez. You guys uh, see this little gnome hoist this <laughs> dragonborn over his shoulder and walk in um, and lock her into one of the rooms. His other his clone's got the legs. Yeah, and uh, you leave uh, Rayburn and Abigail in the pile of corpses and head oh. to the skiff. Uh, leave Abigail for a pet. I mean, best case scenario, it recognizes their worst case scenario. It does the same thing. It does everything else. And that's kind of poetic. Jaden looks at you and be like, have you ever read poetry? Because that doesn't, that doesn't track for me. No, I don't read. Uh, (laughs) Her body's secure now. At least as secure it can be out here. And if her brother, maybe he can come out and hire somebody to come get it later. Hmm. Okay. Uh, All right, let's, let's get the hell out of Dodge. Give me a um, animal handling check, uh, Oliver. At least anyone else who'd be interested. Oh, and also uh, Zalduin. I rolled twenty on the animal handling. Perfect. Are we trying to handle the robot animal? And I rolled an eighteen. Uh, Zalduin, you think you, you, you this had this was worked on, uh, and it looks like it's just about it was just about finished. Uh, you think you could get it running, you know, in about fifteen minutes? Um, oh, the ship. So the skiff, yeah. So give me a stealth check to quietly get the ship running. That is a 18. Perfect. Then the uh, skiff is off. Uh, give me one insight check, Zaldwin. Sorry, I'm making you do all the checks. That is a 19. Oh, God. Now I'm rolling good. Go, yeah, I get them all out of the way. Uh, I am going to use that as a freebie reminder that there is a second uh, bounty card. Make sure that that did not get lost into the abyss. Yeah, uh, I, I I wrote them both in my my character sheet. So. Gotcha. There is a. <clears throat> it is dark, um, which would give you disadvantage. I think Oliver, if, are you piloting again? I would assume so. Uh, it's dark, which would give you disadvantage, but you've made the trip. So I'm just going to cancel it out and just say, just give me a normal um, survival check to pilot to, to navigate home. So 14. 
as you so, guys pile it back, anyone who is, um, is anyone doing anything specifically? And otherwise, you guys can treat this as a short rest if you have any hit dice left. I was going to walk over Carl and inform him about the cloaking device and shielding that could be potentially useful back on that ship for maybe a later adventure. Hmm. All right. So, yes, I, I did find out the head, where the cloaking device was on the ship. You know, maybe at some point we can come back and possibly steal it. Well, acquire it. Salvage it. Yes, it was a salvage yard, wasn't it? Yes, a salvage. I like the way you think, Nivitz. One. (laughs) Uh, Anything with Nivitz? Anything with uh, your friend here? Because it's a a drive back. Um, hmm. I'm actually going to say on the drive back, anyone who does not, anyone that needs to sleep that does not at least take a nap is going to have to suffer a level exhaustion here. Because it's going to be... Dusk well, is going to be breaking by the time we get back. I'm until I'm done with uh, my <laughs> high. So. <laughs> yeah, no, Oliver's just like gripping the wheel wide-eyed, like... Good to go. Well, I'm you just going to... to me later. After we start to take off when nobody's looking, I'm just going to kind of push the other nivets off the edge. <laughs> I think I rolled 32. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, so... This skiff does not have, like, walls, so I'm not even going to do a roll. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> People are sleeping. So is anyone not sleeping? Is anyone choosing to take that level of exhaustion? Uh, no. Oliver is at the helm. So Yeah, Oliver is driving, and he can't sleep anyways. Okay. So, um, Nivitz, roll a stealth check with disadvantage, and everyone roll perception checks with advantage. Okay. To see, because he's about to <laughs> murder <laughs> <laughs> I crit with a 23. Oliver. <laughs> this is so funny to me. Uh, <laughs> Oliver, you see Nivitz just fucking straight up cold stone. It's like no emotion in his eyes whatsoever. Just yeet himself off the back of this skiff. Wow, dude. A little harsh. I have no idea what you're talking about. And he's just gonna kind of throw his bag on the ground and put his head on it and just go to sleep. Right. Huh. Good night. Oliver, the night is uneventful. Uh, roll a perception check as you, as the, the sun starts to come up. 13. Uh, in the distance, you see a large black, painted black, like uh, someone like shitty spray painted it. Ship uh, hovering over Prosperity Bay as you approach it. There's just a black columns of smoke coming out of its engines, just dirty. Uh, you see Port Authority it's- ships in the background, just a fleet of them heading off. In uh, They look like they're breaking orbit. They are leaving uh, as this black ship hovers over Prosperity Bay. I mean, it's a large, almost a like... Battleship, mer- like, like uh, in size? Is it like... <clears throat> So it looks like a uh, spaceship version of like a converted like battle bus, almost like Mad Max style. Like it's got this giant cannon that's on top of it. Uh, The ship itself looks like it was a merchant cargo ship at one point, so it's large. Okay, Um, but it 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 does it's not a battleship. No, it's been retrofitted. Correct. Okay. Um, Everyone else is asleep right now. Can I roll a history to see if I? Can I, if I've ever seen ships like this before in my life, or if it was yes. common, I don't, uh, an eight. Uh, you've never seen anything like this 
specifically um, outside of maybe, I mean, you know, the black smoke means that like that engine needs some fucking service. Like, you know what I mean? You don't need a check for that, but I I can't tell you faction race or anything else from it. It's just a large Uh, boss. There is one ugly ship over the bay right now. And it looks like the port authority just took the fuck off. Hmm. Are you yelling that out at the across the ship? Yeah, I'm yelling that to the bot. Yeah, I'm yelling that. Everyone at can wake <clears throat> and take a look at the same scene that I just described. And you can uh, roll history checks to see if you've seen this before. I got a 16. Oh, 23. There are two. Carl, you immediately, you've heard stories about kind of this style of retrofitting. And you know that it's um, it's Ender. It's an Ender ship. They don't take great care of their ships. They tend to, you know, paint with what they've got. They tend to put weapons where they shouldn't be. You know, these things just explode sometimes and fall apart. You know what I mean? But Enders don't care. Um, Pippin, you've seen Ender ships before with your 23. So you've seen kind of a similar scene to this, probably from your army days. You've shot some down. Hmm. Um, And with the Port Authority leaving, this is dire. Do you continue to approach? Do you stop the skiff? What do you I'm do, like, Oliver? Hold up, hold up, hold up. Oliver, stop for a second. Um, Oliver will stop. Well, boys, things just got a lot more complicated. That's an so, ender ship. Yeah, the enders oh, are mean not like those friends. guys we beat the crap out of in the alleyway. A lot like those guys, <laughs> except these guys are even crazier. Well. You can think of those guys as rats, and these guys, that, that ship's more like lots of packs of bears, maybe? Yeah, those guys we fought were posers. Those guys we fought were, uh... Those guys we fought were total posers. These are the all real right, all right. Here, here, here. Those guys were rats, and that ship is like those basilisks. That's the comparison. I mean, what you fought were enders. Those were poorly funded enders. These are clearly well-funded. Or at least well stolen. Your um, Oliver, you hear the radio on the skiff crackle to life. You didn't turn it on. Oh. And everyone hears a voice uh, come over the radio and it just says, uh, Hello, fine people of Prosperity Bay. My name is Captain Solomon. And tomorrow is my 30th birthday. And that is where we will end this episode. What? I I apologize about uh, Agatha's untimely demise. It wasn't planned. I was trying to play it out as fair as I could. It went about as it went about exactly the way Oliver assumed things would go, I guess. I also the one person I didn't really want to get the blessing um, from the ruin was uh, uh, Nivitz. (laughs) <laughs> and I didn't even think about the the leading of the two minds. I didn't. That's not what I was thinking about. But as soon as Carl said it, I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I yeah. thought Austin and the robot. That was my first thought. And then they guys brought up Nivets. And I was like, well, oh. I thought it was me because I have two, you know, the computer in my brain. But I was like, yeah, nah, it's it's probably that guy. The only one who has less than a single mind is Oliver. <laughs> I, was like, well, I know for a fact it's not me <laughs> so conceptually this is the demigoddess of dualism so who inhabits this this ruin that's her 
Um, that's what what she is. So in her case specifically, body and mind. So what she is, she's talking more like a Doctor Strange dualism. You know how he can kind of like leave his body and walk around as like a spirit. Yeah. Um, so I didn't mean like literally two minds. I meant like, anyways. Um, so that's where we are ending this episode, and we will pick up next time as we approach Prosperity Bay, which has now been uh, apparently assaulted by the Enders. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, please uh, share the stream with your friends. That that type of support is really all we can ask for at this point. Leave us a review if you're so inclined. You can find all of our links uh, to listen and support us and follow us on social media at thehomebrewpodcast.com. And we will catch you next time for episode four.